and welcome back to Linda's Lockdown Bites. My name is Rachel and I'm joined by my mum Linda, aka Mrs Kitchen. Hello, hi. Hard to believe it's been a week. I know. So just explain briefly why you're still closed. Obviously we know that we're still on lockdown but obviously there are other bakeries around that have chosen to stay open and do takeaways. So um, just let your customers know why you've made the decision to stay closed at the moment. Yeah, I think that, you know, this decision really is quite an individual one when it comes to different places. And it depends on, you know, the level of staffing and your um, your overheads and your position, you know, where you actually are. As we've so often said, the kitchen is very much a community coffee shop, yeah. but not on a high street with um, a lot of footfall. So what we don't want to be doing um, at this stage in the lockdown is we don't want to be encouraging people to make unnecessary journeys at the moment. Yeah. Um, and we just want to be absolutely sure that when we do reopen, we can do that safely, that we've got a payment system in place, which means people um, can pay in advance and just collect something from us. And uh, what we'd like to think is that when we do reopen, it will have been worth waiting for. Definitely. Obviously, this week has been slightly different for you, having not been baking. Um, but I know that you've been up to something slightly different for the younger customers. I've actually been reading some of the stories from the storybooks that are in the uh, the cupboard in the kitchen. We have a, a dresser there and our younger customers all know that if you if you open those little doors, you'll find a, a whole load of storybooks, sticker books, colouring books. Um, I was flicking through them and then had this idea that maybe it would be a fun thing to record myself reading them. I, I'm not very comfortable. Well, I wasn't initially very comfortable doing it because I, I don't think anybody likes to see their face and hear their voice um, on video. But the, the moment I did one, the feedback was just so lovely and um, customers have sent me photographs of their children um, oh. sitting, you know, with a, a tablet or a laptop saying, you know, Linda's on the iPad and uh, I've had requests for different stories. I've people <laughs> say, oh, you know, that was my favourite story when I was at school, so it's been happy memories for them. And it gives you something to do as well, doesn't it? It's a nice thing to do. I enjoy, I enjoy reading children's stories. I always have done. Oh, And with that being said, um, I understand that you're writing your own. I know. I thought it was about time that I started to um, to write about the uh, the Minchin family, who uh, who actually live here um, in the kitchen. But um, (laughs) they also have some some cousins, the Minter cousins, um, who live in one of the other shops on this parade, actually. But uh, these little Minchins are actually mini kitchen people, and uh, they they don't really interact with the big ones who are here during the day so it's going to be oh. fun to see a little bit about what they're getting up to um during this period of lockdown i can see a point actually where um, i'm recording two or three a day because the demand <laughs> seems to be so huge which is lovely so you might have to give up the shop and just turn into a bookshop instead <laughs> who knows i did actually hear um that howard from take that is also reading bedtime stories and uh, you could actually he was doing the gruffalo yesterday so oh nice and tom hardy like, maybe you'd like to do a collaboration okay so now we've just touched on why you're still closed and what you've been up to this week um i just thought we'd do a few quick fire questions um okay. to see what you prefer so chocolate or vanilla vanilla i 
think. Um, I love a bar of chocolate, and I'm not saying I don't like a really rich, moist chocolate cake, but there is something, isn't there, about a good Victoria sponge flavoured with the very best vanilla and filled with buttercream and fresh strawberry jam that is really very special. I just have to put in a disclaimer because you use the M word and a lot of people do not like the M word. (laughs) You can't call anything moist. (laughs) Cupcake or drip cake? What would be your preference? I think drip cake. I do think drip cake because I like the fact that you can get so many different flavours into the cake. So I could have a nice vanilla sponge, but then I do enjoy the salty caramel and uh, also a nice chocolate on the top I, I have to admit Rachel I feel as if I'm contradicting myself left right <laughs> you can but like whatever you like I like it all I like it all I like vanilla I like chocolate and I like a bit of salt do you know coffee. what I think sometimes people get put off by the drip cakes because they look so overwhelming but they forget that they can always have a, a small slice and take the rest home or oh, um absolutely yeah or they can take the the drip off because when the drip cakes have a bright color on them I think sometimes that can be off-putting for the adults. However, that attracts the children. Definitely. It's the same with some of the sugar flowers and the toppers that we make. They mm. are what makes the cake attractive, but you wouldn't necessarily want to eat them. Um, and yeah. that's fine. Sometimes people just keep them. And, you know, we see children that just take them away and they're just a, a pretty something, you know. But if, we, if all we ever did was sell plain cakes without any decoration and without any colouring, then it yeah. wouldn't be the same, would it? Exactly. And I know that your mum, my nan, for instance, yeah. keeps um, a little collection of all the fondant models we make and put on top of her cakes. Absolutely. She's Absolutely. got some from I years think, ago. I think that is an interesting one, actually, the fondant models, when people say, you know, can you make a model of my mum sitting on a sofa with her knitting? <laughs> um, we'll do that. And of course, it is all edible. But you know, how many people would actually eat it? I do, I do remember once I made one for um, uh, a pop group and one of the members did actually message me and say that she had eaten her arm on the tube home. Lovely. Um, she hadn't eaten her arm. She'd eaten the fondant arm, obviously, of the little model of herself. <laughs> but I think most people just keep them in a box. I've got a very uh, interesting box at the bottom of my wardrobe full of little little models from cakes I've made for... At the bottom you know, of your wardrobe? Children. Just to attract all the moths, <laughs> in case they get hungry. Um, there you go. Okie doke. Cream then jam, or jam then cream on your scone? Hashtag jam first. <laughs> always, <laughs> always. Is that the Devon or the Cornwall fun. way? That's the Cornish way. That's ah. the Cornish way. Yeah. I know that one. And um, there are various explanations if you go on to um, Google about why that is the case but I, I can't I can't change my mind on that one jam no I'd have to agree forever. well it's easier to put the jam on first and put a blob of cream on top if you're trying to spread jam over cream you're just going to end up with a mess everywhere aren't you yeah I think there's something um about Devon cream is supposed to be a different sort of viscosity and therefore you can put the jam on it more easily but ah. I don't and lastly would you go for a cake with a single tier or multiple tiers I can only think of the amazing cake I had for my 60th birthday, <laughs> which was three glorious tiers of, um, oh, you'll have to help me here with the flavours. I mean, there was a, oh my gosh. a gin, gin and lemon layer. Yep. And I think there was um, a caramel layer and a rich chocolate layer. 
and covered in purple and orange and black fondant yeah. with a disco ball on the top and stars and um, disco dancers. It was just absolutely amazing. And of course, you and Anne made it without me knowing about it at all. So this was and for your 70th birthday party. You were having a... Um, so, oh God, let's start again. <laughs> It wasn't for your 70th. This is, I've just aged you by 10 years. This was for your 60th birthday party. Um, and we made you a 70s themed cake. That's where the confusion came in. So um, the theme was obviously we were going to have disco dancers on there and bold prints. And we designed it, came up with it all, made it. And it was only after that we stepped back and looked at it. And I thought I've used bright orange, bright purple and black. And it looks like a three-tier Halloween cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think that for one minute. I just thought well, it was that's good. an amazing cake. Obviously, at the time of recording, today is Thursday. Um, Boris is due to give his announcement on Sunday with the plans for a slight ease of the lockdown. Um, we don't know at the minute what that means, so it's all a bit hypothetical. But what are your current plans? If the, the lockdown is eased slightly... What would be your first step? Okay, so obviously I've given this um, some thought and have put some sort of feelers out on Facebook and it has been overwhelmingly wonderful to read all the comments and to see the enthusiasm from people for um, treat boxes and brownies and gluten-free boxes and all sorts of treats. But um, the reality is that next week, if we're able to start baking again, then we'll probably make some cupcakes and uh, we'll put something on our website, on our social media pages, and we'll just allow people to um, pay online and pick up a box of cupcakes, and we'll have a set day. So it might be the next Friday, you know, we've we've got 20 orders for cupcakes, and uh, those people will just be able to come and collect them, having paid in advance. So, as well as the cupcakes, um, I know that you put something on Facebook about potentially sending out treat boxes, because I know a lot of people have been missing your brownies. Um, unfortunately, I know that you wouldn't be able to necessarily do the full range, what you were offering before, treat box wise. Um, but maybe you could scale it back a bit and just um, see how you get on doing brownies by post to start with. I think after cupcakes, brownies would be the next um, feasible thing to start baking. And obviously they they work because they can go they can go into the post quite easily. Yeah. Um, so that I think would would definitely be the next thing um sort of on our list and then it would we just work our way through our our favorites you know the the victoria sponge lemon drizzle get back into baking see what the demand is maybe that people would you know in the next week or two want to order a whole victoria sponge or a whole lemon drizzle loaf and we will just um we'll take it day by day we'll respond to customers we'll see what um, happens with regard to staffing because you know there is some rumors that staff will be encouraged to go back to work um we've obviously got to maintain that social distancing make sure that everybody's safe um so yeah just watch this space really yeah there's a lot to, uh, to do administratively as well as the actual baking and then obviously packing everything up and taking the payments which is why i think um when i first put the feelers out it was like wouldn't it be lovely to do treat boxes and then i sort of saw the reaction and thought, whoa, and this is just going to be me um, doing this all by myself, which is, you know, perhaps at the moment a little bit unrealistic. Oh, hi, we're just doing this interview. Hi, you're right. Yeah. Was that um, Dad that just popped in? That's Dad, yeah. 
Oh, hi, Dad. Rachel says, hi, Dad. Dad says, hello, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been experimenting um, with your baking at all? Are you, um, have you been trying out any new recipes or baking things for yourself at home? Well, I did, um, like many, many other people, right at the beginning of all this, I did start a sourdough starter. And I have to admit, I made a couple of gorgeous loaves of bread and then the enthusiasm waned a little bit. So my starter is still sitting in the fridge waiting to be uh, reawakened. Um, But it was a, a, it was something good to do it's something different and I would encourage everybody to you know go out the comfort zone try something a little bit different in their baking and uh, yeah this is definitely the time to be looking at some new recipes and coming up with some new ideas so uh, yeah maybe that's something else I'll do next week lovely did you actually keep it in the fridge it is in the fridge yeah oh mine went mine went mouldy yeah the bit that didn't go mouldy is in the fridge Delicious, huh? Are you going to dig that bit out and make some more bread? I don't know. Oh, dear. So we've got a few ideas for this podcast, but we thought it might be nice actually to hear from you and to see what you want to hear about. And if there's any burning questions that you've ever had when it comes to baking or just the kitchen in general, really, if you've got anything that you'd like to ask on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Um, so you can email linda at thekitchencroxy.com. That's linda, L-I-N-D-A, at thekitchencroxy.com. And if you put in the subject title, podcast question, then we will take a look and read some out next week. So um, Lovely idea. I think that'd be really fun. Excellent. Well, um, lovely to talk to you. And to you. And enjoy the rest of your cleaning today. Thank you, and uh, you have a good day. Enjoy some sunshine. I will from inside my flat.